You're listening to Playback, a Variety podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. We're coming to you from the Telluride Film Festival this week, and I'm very excited for today's guest. She won an Oscar last year for her performance in another Telluride selection, Damien Chazelle's La La Land. And she's back this year as tennis legend Billie Jean King in Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris's Battle of the Sexes. Her name is Emma Stone, and she's sitting right here with me in this luxurious Telluride condo. Hi, Emma. Hello. Thanks it's for coming on the show. very luxurious here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was very stoked to uh, have you back in Telluride because we didn't get a chance to do this last year, and there's more to talk about now. Yeah. And I mentioned the Oscar there. First of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. That must have been exciting. It was pretty surreal. Yeah. yeah. What was it like standing on the stage talking to all those people and saying thank you? <laughs> I just, I mean, it's the, it doesn't really feel like it ever happened. So I guess it's just a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a trip. And that night was such a roller coaster for you guys, obviously. I mean, talk a little bit about that uh, now that you've got some distance removed from it. You know, I talked to Damien and Barry the next day for our cover uh, story, and it was such an interesting moment. And those two guys are such good friends. And, it was uh, just a surreal moment at the Oscars to witness. And then Absolutely. you even got kind of blamed for it on the side for a little bit. Like people thought you had grabbed the wrong envelope or something. But what was that whole shenanigans like for you? I mean, it was uh, it was wild in the sense that I had just been I had been standing backstage for about two minutes, I think, by the mm-hmm. time the, the Best Picture announcement happened. But, um, you know, I think as much as the team on our film would have would have loved and celebrated winning that moonlight was such an incredible um and vivid and beautiful film i think the 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 thing at the end of the day is that you know i wish that they had gotten the opportunity to just go up right away and have their have their moment in that way but it was it was i think we were all very excited for that film and it was it was a really crazy experience in the moment, but ultimately, I mean, my my mom told me that she was most scared because she thought something really horrible had happened in the theater, like the rush that was yeah, happening yeah. in the theater was was kind of scary because it was unclear what was going on. <laughs> right. um, so I feel bad that I gave my mom a little bit of a heart attack in that moment. I mean, I didn't do it, obviously, but, but that moment gave my mom a little bit of a heart attack. Uh, Safety-wise, but we were all safe, and ultimately, at the end of the day, what a great film moonlight is and you know well, it's like i told barry it's like look nobody else gets to have that experience like you have the most unique oscar experience in terms of winning best pictures there is so <laughs> take what you can out of that i guess yeah. and it was such again these two teams were so close uh damien and barry met here last year yeah and uh again here you are back a year later and uh we both have head colds we should we, say we both have head colds <laughs> so if we sound a little stuffy that's that's why that's we're looking on. at each other with very very <laughs> sad eyes <laughs> desperate and for stuffy Advil. noses <laughs> uh this year here with battle of the sexes which is uh you're playing billie jean king <clears throat> and her epic showdown with Bill- bobby riggs 1973 as i was just telling you before we started it was more emotional than i expected um but uh, first of all, let's just talk about playing a luminary like that. I mean, how daunting is that prospect when you knew that you were going to play Billie Jean King? I mean, hugely, hugely daunting. Oh, there's the cough. There's the cough. <laughs> I'll say it again so you can go. <laughs> it, was, it was hugely daunting. Um, I'd never played a real person before, so to be playing somebody like Billie Jean who is around and, you know, just very, very much alive and... Um, and just such still such an icon of of uh, you know in so many facets of of our country i think it's and the world over i mean 
it was a lot. It was, it was really intense. And I think the, the thing that I had to do in playing her that I almost didn't even realize at the time was that I met her a couple months before we started shooting. We went to the tennis court. I hadn't played tennis really before, except for, you know, a little fooling around when I was a kid. And so she took me to the tennis court, threw balls at me for, you know, a day or two. We talked. And then I just realized as much as I want to be best friends with this woman, I, it's, it'll be a disservice to me and to her ultimately because I can't sit in the position of wanting to please her on a daily basis, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and play her exactly how, you know, how I wanted to. And, you know, as a friend. So, um, I was actually pretty, pretty distant from her self now Mm -hmm. throughout the process in terms of like articles or things that she's done. Now I did read her memoir, which is not, not too old. I think it's 2008, but, um, it helped me to not have the kind of, you know, 40 plus years of perspective mm-hmm. that she has now. Um, and to just really dig into her in, you know, at age, at age 29 and, and what was happening then. So that, that helped me a, a little bit to not be, you know, so bowled over by the idea that I was going to disappoint her, that I was, you know, that it would render me <laughs> incapable of, of playing her. Yeah. In some way. Well, when you did meet her was, I always ask this of people who play a real person. Was there any quality about her that kind of shined through that you wanted to carry across in your performance? Like maybe some small element that really just was like, Oh, that's, that's an inner glow that I'd like to put out there. Oh, lots of elements. I mean, I think that she, she has a, um, she had, this has followed her her whole life. Her energy is like a, like she just comes into the room and sort of sets it on fire. You know, Mm -hmm. she has such a, um, this sort of vibrant quality. She's so very, that's why I said so very alive earlier. Mm -hmm. She really is so alive. Like she, she has such passion in her veins that I think that that energy was very important to me. But also, you know, in the, in the time period that I'm playing her, she's going on four hours of sleep every night and she's exhausted and, and afraid and, uh, and yet still that passion is running through her. So it was kind of an interesting, um, soup, to, to cook up but um but yeah definitely that definitely mm-hmm. that energy that she carries into every room mm-hmm. I, I i wanted to capture that in some way yeah. i don't know how effectively it worked but that was important to me well like i mentioned the the, the emotions of the story really got me and especially <clears throat> early on in the movie you're working with lena's again mm-hmm. lena sangren the dp who shot and won an oscar as well for la la land uh the way the film is shot in the early moments in the first half, largely to me, when she's kind of discovering her homosexuality and falling in love and those quiet moments, because you get to play a lot of interesting uh, notes, those quiet moments with Andrea Riseborough. Uh, just talk about that dynamic because it's obviously a whole other side of the character. It's, it, it, it's not this energetic element you're talking about. It's this introspective element. Right. So just talk about that and digging in on that side of the character. Well, that, you know, the love story was, was of the utmost importance, I believe, to John and Val and to Simon Beaufort, the writer. Um, that, that part of her story, I think, is what, as fascinating as the battle of the sexes was and the, you know, everything that was going on politically surrounding it and, um, and in that time period, I think that the love story and what was developing within Billie Jean is what made everyone want to tell this story. It's having to balance that kind of, um, that kind of ex- finding out who you truly are 
while at the same time being number one in the world, trying to affect social change and having, you know, in 1973, I, it was not, it was not a great time to be a gay athlete. She was the first openly gay athlete and that was only because she was out at eight years later. So, mm-hmm. and she lost all of her endorsements overnight. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the tension of that, of that journey, I think was what made this story so, so important to tell. Um, and so, and therefore the love scenes were, I shouldn't say the love scenes, the scenes of, of love between these, these two women were, mm-hmm. were, you know, I think something that it was Linus, I, I, Linus is one of my favorite people in the world. I think he's unbelievable. And, and the way that Jonathan and Valerie and Linus kind of shaped these scenes to feel so close up and intimate they did so much work for us in that way that you're moving in, you know, that once we see the battle of the sexes, it's like a televised event. So we have some Mm -hmm. distance from, from these people and we see them as public figures, but how tightly they moved in on, on Andrea and I, as these characters are falling in love, I think was just such a, such a great, uh, idea that I'm so thankful for as an actor, because when they, you know, when they come in that closely, I think it really simplifies your job. And Andrea Riseborough is just, I mean... She's stunning. I don't know how, how any of that would have worked without her. She's, yeah. She's the greatest. Um, she, she just was such a... I was so thankful for her every single day as a, as a partner in that because she just has, yeah, such a warmth and such a... She's so authentic and she's just so talented. She, she transformed so much between each role. We were Birdman together and it was like... Mm-hmm. Just to see the differences, you know, in every role she's done, it was just, it was really, really incredible. Yeah, that stuff you're mentioning about the the way that those scenes were shot, it reminds me of, yeah, actors appreciate that because I'm reminded of this uh, thing Bruce Dern, name drop, told me uh, (laughs) about Nebraska. He said Alexander Payne came to him and said, don't show me, let me find it. Yeah. And that is crucial because uh, you're you're often doing stuff that maybe the camera's not picking up right because of how something might be shot so that intimacy of the photography is uh yeah it, it makes your performance shine all the more it's so it's so helpful especially yeah especially when when you're portraying two people falling in love i mm-hmm. mean that that kind of closeness is you know it really helps to feel like you're inside of these people's heads and you can and hearts and mm-hmm. um so i i was really felt very happy that those were the directors and that was our cinematographer because they really they're so, such emotional people all three mm-hmm. of them and um yeah they really brought it to life in a special way i think one of the tweets i saw from a film critic was i could watch emma stone and andrea riseborough flirt all day <laughs> so that's that's good praise well good i'm glad <laughs> um it's uh it's funny, a number of the reviews have picked up on a certain element of this, which is the film kind of plays out like a fantasy of how the election might have gone. Hmm. Um, I don't imagine any of that was anywhere near anyone's mind while making the movie, but what do you think about the movie reflected in that prism? I mean, we we shot the movie at the beginning of 2016, so, you know, it was, it was definitely, I mean, political climate was, you know... We saw Hillary and Trump, yeah. and um, it's. <laughs> I I mean I I don't. It's it's so nice to watch a movie, uh, or to or to read a movie that tells the true story of a you know a very strong and capable woman, um, you know, 
justifiably and rightly winning a match against a man who is a you know a bit buffoonish and a little cartoonish i don't know you know what parallels people will pick up Mm -hmm. to all of that but um it definitely does feel good i mean (laughs) art reflects the times whether it means to or not you know so it's just one of those interesting things yeah but 1973 and yeah 2017 oh that's you know 44 years apart right but Uh, working with Dayton and Ferris, you talked about it a little bit there, co-directors. Uh, have you ever worked on a co-directed kind of project before? I can't remember. I have. I did uh, Paper Man with Kieran and Michelle oh, yeah. Mulroney. Yeah. Um, what are these two like? They're they're pretty uh, – It's. I, I feel like it would be difficult to co-direct with someone because mm-hmm. they're so – you know, to have two differing opinions. But the way that they came together in this – and it was very interesting that this film was the battle of the sexes and uh, they are a married couple and, you know, kind of negotiating the way certain things would be shot or how we were – how we were uh, portraying, you know, certain scenes. They – I mean, they were always a team presented uh, – uh, united front whenever i have ever seen them mm-hmm. um i'm sure they could elaborate on anything that's happening <laughs> behind the scenes but it was never clear to me it was you know it was great because they seemed to always come to a conclusion that worked for both of them and and really uh that was what they brought forward to me and to the rest of the to the rest of the team but mm-hmm. um it was very cool it was very cool to know that at any given time whatever scene we were working on they were both weighing in on on the feeling of it, that there was a, a man and a woman always, always sort of negotiating these, these, uh, the, the way we were telling the story. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I loved it. And there, I'm such a huge fan of them in general. So it was, we'd been talking about working on things for, you know, years. So it was a really lucky break that we were able to tell this story together. I interviewed them a few years ago, uh, when Hugo came out because they directed that Smashing Pumpkins video. Yeah. The, the uh, Tonight Tonight. Which did a lot of the George Melies stuff. That was a fun way to talk to them away yeah. from the fray of the movies. It was like, how about this video you did that was so <laughs> awesome twenty years ago? Um, uh, so let's just dive back a bit. I, I mentioned at the top. It's uh, last night. I fell asleep on the couch watching Superbad, which was on HBO or something at my condo. And it's been ten years since that movie. Does it feel like it's been ten years? Yes and no. I think anything that's, you know, every big event in your life sort of feels like it's been two seconds and mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's particularly strange because I'm working with Jonah right now. We're shooting a, a show for Netflix in mm-hmm. New York right now. So I, we shot it 11 years ago. So we had our 11-year friend anniversary, which is steel. <laughs> You know, each year has something. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Okay. So I got him uh, buds of steel and steel magnolias and, you know, awesome. <laughs> steel-themed things. Um, but it's just, that was the first movie I ever did. I met my best friend Martha on that movie. It was just like, it was such an important, um, you know, event in my own life that it's just it's so crazy to to think that it's been 10 years since it came out. But also I just think the movie is so funny that it holds up. It does. <laughs> yeah. Good. I haven't seen it in a while and I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Have there been any like events or anything like anniversary events or they did like a that? screening at Cytospia. Okay. Um, but that, I don't know. There hasn't been, yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten to really go to the super bad celebration. There'll probably be something. I'm it sure. It feels like I'm celebrating with Jonah every day. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, Inuritsu's floating around here. Have you guys been able to see each other yet? Yeah, we ran into each other at the <clears throat> class photo. You weren't here for Birdman, right? Well, I wasn't here for Birdman, no. So last year was your first time at the festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about Telluride? I love it here. I want to come here every year. Yeah. It's just, I honestly, this is the way it feels. The, way, the fact that you can walk around town and duck into all of these movies and... It's just so low key and beautiful. The surroundings are like a—it's like you're in a picture book. It's gorgeous, and also this time of year is probably you know yeah. adds to it. But I love—I absolutely love this festival. Have you had a chance to see any movies? I've seen Downsizing <clears throat> and Lady Bird. Loved both for different reasons. <laughs> I loved Lady Bird. I saw oh, so much man. of myself in it. Really, which was really weird. I mean, I graduated in, in Lady Bird. Yeah, I graduated in 1999, and uh, you know just. <clears throat> Some dude talking about fiberglass and cloves. I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> I, I've cloves. had that conversation. <laughs> totally. It was so good. Yeah, it was so, so great. Yeah. Um, and so it's and, been and, fun. And, and I'm hoping to see The Shape of Water. Yeah, I saw that last night. Very Del Toro. Yeah. Very much one of his fables, you know. And great. Sally Hawkins I'm in. is great. I'm in. Uh, you uh, you were mentioning this this Netflix show you're working on. You're also working with, or maybe you, you finished already with Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. Is, is that over? Yeah. Okay. What was that like? Incredible. I mean, he's One obviously a very specific filmmaker. He's got Amazing. a film this year, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I haven't seen. Did the Lobster and Dogtooth. So, what was that experience like with that guy? Just like a a dream. I had the greatest <laughs> time. I, we were in London and. Um, it was with Olivia Coleman and Rachel Weiss and um, movies called The Favorite. It's, it's called The Favorite. Joe Alwyn and, and Nicholas Holt and it just, I mean, truly one of the best experiences I've ever had. Yorgos is just um, he's he's a groundbreaking uh, filmmaker, but he's also an incredibly cool human being, and mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot. And it was it was really really fantastic. And something cool about this, just to kind of swing it back to Battle of the Sexes, about this festival this year, is there are like seven or eight films on the slate that were directed by women, which is fantastic. I mean, you know, you look at Cannes had three, I think, this year. Yeah, it's about and, 30%, isn't it? Yeah, so it's 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 nice that those numbers are inflating. But uh, just curious, you and your outlook and your career, do you want to be a filmmaker? Do you want to? Oh, God. You get asked this a lot. <laughs> no. Um I st- I'm I'm learning so much behind the scenes. I'm very very interested in cinematography, and I, um, you know, it was incredible to work with Linus because he's such a mm-hmm. great teacher. Um, I'm I'm just I'm learning as much as I can from from these incredible people that I've gotten to work with, and we'll see what happens. If it happens, I'll just I'll just uh, I don't know. I'll just. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. That sounds like a big maybe. It sounds like like we might see him a stone joint one of these days. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Oh man, I have a lot to learn. (laughs) We all all do. Everyone's still learning. Yeah. Um, And then uh, you you mentioned you you didn't get close with Billie Jean before taking on the role, but since I imagine you guys have become close and are you hanging out around here much and, and just yeah. what, what, is, what is she like as like a pal at this point she's just you know and, and then also what did she think of what you did she's been in- incredibly kind um i you know she's a very honest person so i would hope that she would say you know that i'm really upset by all of this but she hasn't she hasn't been that way to 
to any of us, mm-hmm. to John or Val or I. Um, she's been very supportive and and loving and um, uplifting. So that's been incredible. But she, as if she's so opinionated and so funny, and you know, like mm-hmm. the spirit that you would expect her to be all the time. That uh, she's just fun to be around. She's enlivening. Mm-hmm. She hates to sleep because <laughs> she doesn't want another day of her life to be over, and she just has this this she's just vivacious like uh-huh. she's just great to be around in that way um so it's been it's been really fun to get to spend time with her she always has questions she's asking everybody questions all the time which is awesome and you know like in a nutshell the other day she we were sitting in a in a room in a restaurant and it's like Billie Jean in a nutshell. She's like, all right, hi, everybody, introducing herself to everyone. And then she goes through the door to go to the bathroom. And you just hear as the door is closing to go to the bathroom, she goes, hi, how are you, Billie Jean? You know, it's just like no matter where she goes, she's, she's just meeting people and shaking hands and connecting to people. And she just loves people. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's really great to be around. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you're going up to Toronto with the movie? Mm-hmm. Are you excited for that? Very excited. I mean, completely different experience from Telluride, yeah obviously. definitely definitely it's like junket city sometimes <laughs> compared to Telluride. yeah more red carpets and stuff but, yeah uh, and then from there the movie uh opens september 22nd if i'm not mistaken you are correct uh, what do you what do you have coming up uh, i was looking at your imdb just the, the couple of projects we talked about but do you have it seemed like that's you all you i haven't know packed right your slate now yet, so no you, that's all i know right now i mean so what, we'll what, what is your unfolds. life post oscar like i mean are you do you have like different things you want to different avenues you want to take i mean have you taken stock of okay now i want to be a different sort of actress i mean i don't know what you're really interested in so i'm just curious i don't know that it um it's such a you know it was such an honor and like an an incredible moment and night but for the most part i i'm still interested in the things that i have been uh you know, growing as much as possible, working as hard as I can, uh, taking, there was a great Chuck Jones quote in the Chuck Jones oh, theater before. Did you see, take your work, but never yourself seriously. Right. So that's the, that's, that continues to be the goal. Um, and you know, it was, it, what was really special was that the n- next day, the next morning I got on a plane, landed in London and we started the rehearsal process for three weeks for the favorite. And, uh, you know, we're all just rolling all over the floor and <laughs> <laughs> doing doing the scenes and, um, you know, using a bunch of like theater exercises. And it was just instantly creative and fun. And uh, we were all bonding and it was just like right back into the real work. And mm-hmm. that was that was the luckiest thing that could have happened to totally. just go back and just dive into something so so uh, so unique and fascinating to do. So. I think that just, yeah, it's just, that remains my, my goal. Yeah. I always say that to people when they're in the middle of an award season too. Like <clears throat> if you've got a project or something, focus on that as much as you can, because that whole award circuit can just, you can float away, you know? So it's yeah. nice to just have the work to focus on and to come back to it after such a whirlwind like that. It's must have the, been great. It's the best. Yeah. It was such a, yeah, I think that's why it was, it, yeah, it really was a, was a great, a great thing to, to get to go do. Awesome. Well, check out the movie, everyone. It's called Battle of the Sexes. Opens September 22nd. Emma Stone, thank you for coming on the show. Thank really appreciate you for it. Great to see you me. again. Great to see you. Feel better. <laughs> you too. <laughs> thank you. Hello? Eureka Bill!
Billy Jean. It's Bobby Riggs. I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. Don't hang up. And by the way, I shaved my legs. Billie Jean King, already a champion of women's rights, is now the most successful female player of all time. I am not saying that women don't belong on the court. Who would pick up the balls otherwise? Oh, my God. There's not a single thing I don't hate about Bobby Riggs. You know what I'm doing? I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I won the triple in Wimbledon. I could beat Billie Jean King. Does she have the nerve? Call Bobby. Tell him on. So, Billie Jean, what do you want? Don't get me wrong, I love women in the bedroom and in the kitchen. Keep talking, Bobby. The more nonsense you spell, the worse it's gonna be when you lose. I'm gonna be the best. That way I can really change things. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna put the show back in chauvinism. Bobby's a clown. This whole thing's gonna act for him. Business, sports, you name it. At the very top, it's the man's world. It's when we want a little bit of what you've got. That's what you can't stand. Forty million people are watching. The battle you've all been waiting to see. I'm done talking. Let's play. The battle of perspective. 